0: In the morning, when you want the news, you need the front page every hour on the press
1: box. Nothing's writing on this except the uh, First Amendment, the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters. And now, the news.
2: All right, first thing I want to do on the front page, Novak Djokovic. Is he getting deported from Australia and going to be banned from the country for three years? Well, they're trying again. Yeah,
0: they tried once. He appealed it, won the right to stay, and now they're trying again.
2: Yes, and he and a- I think
0: he appeals to the same people that let him stay the first time. <laughs> so I I kind of like his chances, except for now it's the like they're really up the ante on on the pressure to kick him out, and he might be like kicked out of the country for the next three years. Right,
2: because if if you get deported, which is what they're basically saying mm-hmm. is going to happen here, unless he wins the appeal, it's a three year ban. Now I did read they can they can rescind that they can rescind thinking. anything so conceivably he wouldn't miss the french open for the next or the french, the australian open for the next 3 years um on the on the tennis side like if he were to win this appeal he's supposed to play in like 36 hours or something. Yeah. like his his first round game is supposed to be very soon yeah so he's he's novak he's, he's fine well, i'm for aware first, yeah yeah he's, He'll he's show up and the win. first couple of but, but that wouldn't means, that be, wouldn't that that be means awesome? the appeal process has to be done like yeah. in 36 hours I think it'd be great if he
0: went through this whole schmazzle and then gets just loses one <laughs> one two one in, in the first round. That, that, would, that would that would be, be pretty funny. Just spectacular. <laughs> I like the way he just rolled on his agent too for filling oh. out the, uh, the the wrong form. No, it's
2: not his fault. That's right. Throw mm-hmm. somebody else under the bus. That is
0: when I almost got kicked out of Japan and uh, going to the Olympics because I checked the wrong box, uh, I blame my doctor.
2: That's good. That's what you to should the do. The Japanese uh, a- yeah, yeah. authorities. They probably didn't care though. No,
0: they 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 didn't give one
2: ounce <laughs> of care. <laughs> you deported? Did you are you banned from a country for 3 years? No,
0: I but I had to stay overnight in the airport and finally got the proper form and was able to stay. But I was I was one return flight being scheduled in the next 5 hours of being sent out
2: that was probably my our favorite interview with you was when you were explaining the (laughs) process of yep i was in this little room if i opened the door to like ask to do something they looked at me like i was a criminal this is what happened
0: i opened the door two people outside my room saying no (laughs) (laughs) and then i closed the door again
1: what box did you accidentally check
0: i checked the wrong uh test a pcr test or a rapid test
1: uh,
0: yeah, and, and then when yeah. I realized that, I went to check the right one, and they said that I altered the form. So it was it was wow, it was don't play no 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 it was
2: not pretty. Whoa! Yeah, but they eventually let me in and we're friends again. Don't you guys have scantrons in Canada?
0: Uh, this was coming from here.
2: I know, but I'm saying like you should have learned taking scantron test. You can't go back and read. No. you know yeah. you got to erase completely if you're gonna reach, change your answer.
0: Yeah, it was it was it was not one of my most enjoyable moments. No. Fair. No,
2: K. Long told me a couple days ago, I, you gotta get rid of this echo. I can't, I can't talk. I'm drunk. Whatever. You guys both look very confused. That is Max Scherzer after the Dodgers won the NLDS. He was very drunk. He got drunk very quickly, and that was a post-game interview of some point of him admitting he was drunk. I thought it was just the echo that was bothering him. Apparently, so. The Texans fired David Culley. He coached for one season, went four and 13. uh, And the Texans said, no, thank you. We don't want you here anymore. I don't know how many coaches in NFL history. And honestly, maybe all of American sports history have been set up to fail more than David Culley was. He was given a horrific roster. They didn't even have their best player in Deshaun Watson, which granted wasn't the organization or David Culley's fault. It's Deshaun Watson's fault, but didn't have their best player. And then he won four games. Like, the Texans probably should have won, like, one or two games this year. He won four, and they still fired him after one year. Like, that's – there's basically – based on that, there's, like, nothing in the realm of realistic expectations that he could have done to keep his job.
0: How many games was he supposed to win at the start of the year? I
2: think they were, like, one and a half or something like that.
0: So he overachieves. Maybe two and a half. Which makes me wonder, at what point did the Houston Texans realize –
2: they didn't want him to coach the team. Well, and that's the even more interesting part. They didn't fire him right after the season. They waited basically a week. Like, a lot of coaches got fired Monday after the final game of the regular season. Teams that knew we're moving on from this guy, whatever, lose, win, week 18, we don't care. We're firing you on Monday. They waited three or four days until after the season. Like, they did, like, an evaluation completely after the season. They're like, oh, this was bad. It's like they weren't paying attention during the season. I don't know. But it's a complete... I've never seen somebody set. Up I think they're worse than off that. than the Jags. Oh, after this, oh yes. The o- the only real because the J- the Jags potentially Trevor Lawrence wasn't very good this year, but you've got Trevor Lawrence right. Conceivably, that guy could be really good. The Texans they have Davis Mills. Like they don't, they don't have a quarterback in place. They're the only real optimism is that yeah, you trade Deshaun Watson and get a bunch of first round picks, and then but that's not going to help you a whole lot next year. That's going to help you more into the future which if you're a head coach you don't often get the future just as we saw with david coley
0: did houston do him a favor by firing him and now people feel sorry for him they have sympathy for him they think he he actually did a good job and this will help him get
2: the the next position i'd be surprised if he got another head coaching job mm-hmm. um but in terms of an assistance job probably i mean yeah i'm sure he's gonna get hired again and have an assistant job but as far as a head coaching job uh it doesn't sound like david coley's a name that people are clamoring to go hire right now like For example, Brian Flores, who the Dolphins fired, people are like, oh, great coach. He's going to have a job right away, and he probably will end up getting one of the jobs. I don't care about your next question. The Colts general manager did not commit to Carson Wentz. Frank Ballard said, at the time, we felt it was the right decision to trade for Carson Wentz. I'm not going to make a comment on who is going to be here next year and who is not. They gave up a first-round pick for Carson Wentz before the 2021 season. Gave it to the Eagles. Uh, The Colts did not make the playoffs. The Eagles did, by the way. Um, So, yeah, in hindsight, a terrible trade. Also, at the time, most people didn't think it was a good trade either.
0: Shouldn't the general manager be saying, we're okay with this, and we'll have Carson Wentz back next year? He shouldn't be – it
2: sounds like he's criticizing his own deal. He is, yeah. When you say at the time we felt it was the right decision, right? you are. You're basically saying now we don't think it was and the right And he gave up decision. a first-rounder for it. Yes, he is criticizing his own deal. Now, uh, should he say, yeah, Carson Wentz is going to be back next year? I guess. I mean, I don't think it matters too much what he says at the moment because they can they can get out of the Carson Wentz deal this year. They can release him after June 1st, and I think it's a very minimal cap uh, dead cap hit. But it's, uh, yeah, not ideal. How for much his, of this is goals. about the last game? Losing to the Jacksonville, yeah. all of it. I mean, Carson Wentz wasn't great the last month of the season, uh, as is. But if they beat Jacksonville in, the, in there in the playoffs, they feel completely vindicated in making that move to get Carson Wentz and get into the playoffs.
0: I think every athlete should get two years.
2: Well, Carson Wentz has had more than two years. No, no, in in the same spot. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bring Carson Wentz back next. You year. wouldn't. I mean, I guess it. What's your alternative, for that, Cousins? Th- 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 sure, that's the caveat, is what is your alternative there? If you can't get somebody else, then sure. But they don't have a first-round pick. So that makes it hard. I was going to say, you could even just draft somebody. I can't afford a car. Cab.
0: I'll ride the bus. Right. I'm still so, getting there.
2: Like, is, it, Carson but is the bus is better the bus. than the car? Carson Wentz is the yeah. bus. So, yeah, take the bus if you have to. But if you can upgrade from the bus, they should mm-hmm. absolutely do so. Wow. Sorry. Um. I got you. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> UNLV is giving away free stuffs to students that attend basketball games. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Their next home game. It's not till next Saturday, a week from Saturday. Free Taco Bell at the game to students. Seriously? Yeah. You need Taco Bell that badly? I love Taco Bell. Okay. Um students that attend the last six home games will be entered to win a pair of custom Nike shoes. And. They haven't announced details on this, but they say they'll be giving away a spring break vacation to a student or maybe multiple students. So some small giveaways for everybody that goes and then a couple of big giveaways if you attend all the games. What's the deal? There are no students at games. Why? Eh, The team's not relevant and it's not the fun thing to do. Because you live in Las Vegas? Sure, but it it has been the fun thing to do in the past, like when the team was good and relevant. How much do you
0: think the attendance goes up because of Taco Bell, shoes, and a vacation?
2: I think there'll be more students there. I don't think you will have a student section where there's 100 people standing and cheering, but I think you'll probably, there's like where the student section is, there's like eight to 10 kids that sit there each game, but they just sit there. They'll probably they be high school students who they, just they could hang be out with, they could with be. The university people they could be yeah. I I guess there'll mm-hmm. be like 50 students that sit there for this game Saturday next Saturday against San Jose State but it's not going to be standing cheering like a raucous student section they UNLV's got to win they've got to play some important games they've got to get back in the consciousness of this city like regardless of the students they've got to get back in the consciousness of this city to be like oh UNLV's playing they play tonight does anybody know that. Anybody listening to the show know UNLV plays tonight? I'll tell you more about it in a few minutes, but they play tonight.
0: Is this bribery or incentivizing?
2: Both. They're bribing them. (laughs) Come on out. It sounds sounds like The the Taco Bell's bribery. Here, come get a free taco and come to the game. You should not
0: give away more than one pair of shoes, though.
2: Well, somebody's going to win a free trip. The
0: the trip's good.
2: And we had the AD on yesterday, and he mentioned a flat-screen TV. They didn't announce that yesterday, but there might be a flat-screen TV, too. Okay, the flat-screen TV.
0: I've got we have three of them in the
2: office that aren't even hooked yeah. up. That's still a few hundred bucks. I want a cup. I want a new pair of shoes. I'd rather the TV than a new pair of shoes. Why? Why?
1: And they're custom.
2: Yeah. I don't care about custom shoes. What do you mean they're custom?
1: They're custom shoes. They're custom. Nike My favorite shoes. shoes I'm wearing
2: right now cost like ninety bucks. Yeah, and it,
0: custom isn't like just your size. You get to customize. Collier, I don't, all I don't need have stuff. your name I, on it or I something. I don't need
2: my name on my shoes, but my sh- favorite how, how shoes you know I'm which wearing shoes right are now are yours. I live with my girlfriend. Who's, <laughs> who's else would they be? <laughs> my favorite shoes cost like ninety bucks. As long as the TV's not like thirty inches, it's like three, four hundred dollars. This is a no-brainer. Which one's more valuable? Where's the Where's the trip to? I, they didn't announce that either. They just said a spring break vacation. Okay, so it's not to Reno or <laughs> it could be
1: Coney Island. <laughs> Oh, Next question. Standing in your corner. Next
2: question. All right. I'm massively disappointed in this story, but the Atlantic League, which is a minor league in uh, baseball, is not going to use a robot strike zone in 2022. They used it uh, way back in 2019. They used it last year as well, but they're doing away with the robot strike zone. They're going back to human umps calling balls and strikes. Huge disappointment. Thank goodness. Because now, because it was it was so annoying
0: for the for the catcher to reach back and the robot would never have the the ball to put back into play. The umpires, the human umpires are so much better at getting the ball into play. The human ump is
2: still there. <laughs> <laughs> the man is still physically standing there. He just doesn't determine whether it's a ball or strike anymore. A robot does instead. What a what a complete waste of time that was. I don't think
0: so cuz you'd make you made home plate safer out calls, but you wouldn't
2: call balls and strikes. As the home plate There's plenty umpire. of useless umpires. The have you watched the World Series? They they put umpires down the left field and right field line. What are the greatest just gigs f- of all time. Just to call fair foul on, like, the two balls that might be hit down there. And yes. 99% of them are just obvious calls that literally anyone in the ballpark can see. It's the most useless umpire in sports. I love it. <laughs> I think it, it, compared to other gigs, it's the best. You have... In the World Series, you have a home plate umpire who Mm -hmm. literally every pitch has to make a call that impacts the game. And then you have the left and right field guys who might, might have one decision to make in an entire game that has any impact on it. It's great. And all their calls are replay review. You can replay review Mm -hmm. if the ball's fair foul down the line. So it's completely useless job. No point in having it whatsoever. Except...
0: You get to say that you umped a World Series yeah. game. I mean,
2: they do rotate them. So, like, you'll do right field yeah. one game, and then you'll be behind the plate the next game. But imagine going
0: from right field foul territory to home plate yeah. the next night. The I, difference in intensity from I that? I think
2: you go home plate to right field. You get the next day kind of as a break day to go stand in right field or for four hours and just watch.
0: Would you rather do home plate or first base? First base. Yeah, I never get the first base ones right.
2: They can review it, though. Yeah, but if you my, blow it, my they game can review would, it.
0: My game would take nine and a
2: half nah, hours because be they'd fine. be reviewing every call. You'd be fine. Bang, you'd bang. be fine. Easy call. All right, <laughs> coming up next, guess what? I'll tell you about UNLV playing Fresno State tonight.
0: You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas.
2: Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. Later in the show, we got tickets to go see Tool. So if you want to go see Tool, stay tuned have got a pair for you waiting. UNLV plays a basketball game tonight. They play Fresno State. Uh, Eight o'clock start here in Las Vegas. Um, Fresno State, 60th in Ken Palm. UNLV's 0 6 against teams in the Ken Palm top 100. Darren, do you believe in bum slang? Uh, I don't know what that is. Okay. Bum slang is what UNLV has done this year, where they are a team. That is nine and 0 as favorites and 0 and 6 as the underdog. Oh. So, bumslaying in this instance is you and LV when they play a bad team, when they play a team that is, uh, that they can basically overwhelm with athleticism, right? That's clearly not the same type of athlete on the floor. UNLV will win and most of the time UNLV will win convincingly they just did it to New Mexico blew the doors off New Mexico who is a very bad team in the Mountain West but when they play a team that is as good as them or better right athletically UNLV hasn't won a game and for the most part it hasn't been remotely close they've had a couple of close games but only but most of the time they get beat by double digits when they play a good team. So do you believe in bum slang this like perfect example of a team who always wins as a favorite never wins as an underdog
0: is that not just the, the, the perfect example of uh, a team is what it is is the most consistent but that's rare, team but that's rare uh, the New York Rangers right now national hockey league exactly the same way beat all the teams they're supposed to beat and don't beat a lot of good teams and that just means that they are what they are yeah. and and are incredibly consistent so I I don't, I don't have a big deal with it and it actually gives me more optimism and and gives me a, b- a better way to to gauge the team
2: and see where they're going. Which There's is, no
0: mystery like like how do they lose that game?
2: Which well, is nowhere where they're going is nowhere, right? If you're a team that can't beat the better teams, you're not going anywhere.
0: Would you rather have a team that uh, that loses the odd game to a uh, an underdog yes. and yes,
2: overachieves because yes. you're getting to the same place. Well, differently, if I'm the team that occasionally loses to the bad teams, but occasionally beats the good teams, I've got some hope that when I get into a tournament setting, I can beat the good teams. Just feels like you're getting to the same place. Probably at the end of the day. Yes. But like in this, in this scenario, right? UNLV. Yes. Only beats the bad teams, right? Can't Mm -hmm. beat the good team. So when they get to the Mountain West tournament, which UNLV is not going to the NCAA tournament unless they win the Mountain West tournament this year. So when they get to the Mountain West tournament. If they get a first round game against Air Force, they're going to win that one. But then their second round game is going to be against Boise State and they're going to lose and they're done. Whereas if you're a team that, you know, lost three or four times as a big favorite, but also won three or four times as a big underdog, your first round game against Air Force, you might lose it. But if you can win that one, then I actually have some hope that you could knock off the, you know, the number three seed in the tournament. Whereas when it's UNLV, I don't, have, I don't think there's any hope they do that.
0: Because I'm sure you've read the analytics. Are they closer to upsetting somebody, or are they closer to losing to an
2: underdog? Recently, neither. Like, recently, when they've played... This is a, the most vanilla team in the world, right. then. I, I guess I would... So, er, very beginning of the year, they played three kind of bad teams to start and won all of them by, like, a single Like, so But UNLV couldn't score. Like, UNLV literally couldn't Man. Score. They just knew they, they were getting together. They, they just was, played was really was good defense, yeah. but that was you know three months ago. Then they right? played
0: the non-conference and they got.
2: Then they played five good teams in a row. Yeah, they almost beat Wichita State, which is the closest they've been. But Michigan beat them by double digits. UCLA, San Francisco, the UCLA and game SMU. was closer-ish. The Michigan one was close. Okay. The UNLV was within. Was right there, kind of tied with them until about eight minutes, and Michigan ran away in the end. But Michigan beat them by double digits. UCLA, SMU, San Francisco all beat them by like 20. Right. They did play San Diego State last week. That game was pretty close, but that was more of San Diego, San Diego State's best offense was to miss a shot and get the offensive <laughs> rebound. Like San Diego State was without its two top guards in that game as well. So I kind of lean towards neither. They're not really, they haven't really been close to getting upset in a while, and they, Honestly, I haven't been that close to upsetting anybody, but I'll tell you this about they play Fresno state tonight. Who again, top 60. There is reason to think UNLV could win or at least be close in this one because Fresno state fourth slowest team in the country. There's over 350 college basketball teams. They are fourth slowest. They play at a tremendously slow pace, which means should be low scoring and the lower scoring the game is the more likely it is that it's close. Also, Fresno State, top 40 in defensive efficiency this year, but not very good on the offensive end. This is a slow defensive first Fresno State team, which again means the game is more likely to be close than a blowout. If you're playing a great offensive team, then you're more likely to get blown out. How did Fresno State get this great uh, ranking in Campbell? Well, 60 is not great. It's good. It's not NCAA tournament like 60 is maybe the NIT, but they're top. They're 40th in defensive efficiency. They're like a hundred and 10th or something in offensive efficiency. So they're good on defense is what it is. They just aren't as great offensively. So there is some hope there that UNLV can. It'll be a close game. It'll be a 61-60 game with two minutes to He's go. He's got the best player in the game. Fresno State. Uh, Orlando Robinson, seven-footer, averaging 20 points a game. He's shooting 36% from three. Uh, Ken Palm does like a player rating system. He right now is the fourth best player in the country, according to Ken Palm. Well, that is no contest. Yes, not even close. Um, Do I think he'll be the fourth best player in the country at the end of the year? No, but he's playing very well at the moment. And he's a seven-footer that shoots threes, which is the, like, of all mismatches you can have across the sport of basketball, the seven-footer that shoots threes is, like, the number one thing you want. You kind of buried the lead on that. Yeah, he's pretty good. But, you know, here's the thing. You know, he's played him before. He's from Vegas. Orlando Robinson's from Vegas. I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, he's played him, like, multiple times. He's been good, but he's never been like, wow, this guy's one of the best in the country. So, like, I was genuinely shocked when I saw that the other day looking at the Fresno State because, again, they've, they've played the guy how before. how know UNLV
0: miss recruiting him?
2: him? Uh, Marvin Menzies. Okay. Let's just say that the Marvin Menzies era wasn't great for UNLV.
0: Sounds like I know why they're trying to convince students to come to the games for free shoes because we already know who's going to win games <laughs> and lose games. There's no drama in this. <laughs> That that's what it, it comes full circle to me.
2: But I'm telling you right now, they might win. They might win tonight. They might do it. They might, for the first time, win as an underdog. Okay,
0: confidence factor ten out of ten. Really confident. Me? Yeah. Uh, two. What a huge contradiction that is. <laughs> they might win tonight.
2: Yeah. And a two. Well, when they played San Diego State, I was at a zero. So hmm. we're we're increased by two points. It's a bit, that's a that's a big increase. But they're better now than they were a year ago at this time. That is a good question that I don't know the answer to. It sure
0: sounds like they're in a better place now than they were last year.
2: This year's team would beat last year's team. Mm -hmm. Yes. I don't know that I would say for certain they're in a better place than they were last year. Has the coach blocked you? He has not blocked me. I think Kevin Kruger likes me a little bit.
0: I I think Kevin Kruger does like you from the interactions that I've heard. a
2: reporter standpoint, not Mm -hmm. like we're not, you know, he's not in my top five list of people I want to sit down and talk with for an hour. I like him. But I, I think at least compared to other UNLV coaches of the past, Kevin Kruger likes me.
0: Well, that's a small group. It is. It's a very... But he, I, I, I enjoy listening to him. He's, he's got a, a cool outlook, Do honest you? outlook. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that there's, uh, there's an boring. entertainment. Fa-
2: really? Yeah. He's. He'll admit. It, he'll admit it too. He's a little boring. Huh? He doesn't have like fun press conferences. Not fun, but there's, there's something there. I want him to yell at me or something like that.
0: Well, uh, you just hold on five minutes, and I'll make sure that <laughs> that you're, you're taken care of with that
2: department. Coming up next. Ben baby covering the Bengals for ESPN joins the show. We're back to the press box morning show with Ed Graney and Tyler Bischoff. Joining us now from ESPN covering the Cincinnati Bengals is Ben baby. Good morning, Ben. How are you?
3: I'm doing well. How are y'all doing?
2: We are good. Um, All right. Help me out with this. Are the Bengals really good or are we swayed by a really good stretch to end the season?
3: I have to think. I've been trying to figure out if they've been good the entire year. Some weeks they'll, they'll say that they might be, and other times they kind of lay an egg. But well, I do think this team actually is pretty good when you look at all things considered. I mean, for me, the two biggest games I think that maybe help predict how, how they could be in the playoffs is that home game against the Packers early in the year, where that game had a bunch of missed field goals, but was one where the Bengals honestly probably had plenty of chances to win that game and instead lost in overtime. And then that Week Seventeen game against the Kansas City Chiefs, a so one that no, nobody really expected them to win, for them to go out and win in the fashion that they did, really signals that this team could be as good as any in the AFC. And I, I think that they played their way into a good position and, and have a, a legitimate chance of making a run.
0: Which team do you think has a better chance of actually making a run beyond just winning a game
3: uh, between the, between the two games, uh, the two teams in this wild card game this weekend? I've got to go with Cincinnati only because I feel like that the quarterback position may just have an edge there and what Joe Burrow brings to the table. I think, you know, Derek Carr, the big question is going to be, uh, is he going to be able to take care of the ball and do the things necessary? And also, you know, I feel like the fact that, you know, not having Henry Ruggs and her having an explosive outside receiver is going to be a tricky thing. But I really like what they do with Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller who have earned high praise from Cincinnati all week and you know Jesse Bates uh, the Bengal safety who played against Hunter Renfro in the ACC and knows him really well because honestly he's a guy that enough people aren't talking about because he's a big reason why Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs are able to get the matchups and looks that they are they're able to take advantage of and so I think that there are definitely some ways for for Vegas to expose Cincinnati in this game and if things kind of break the right way on both sides of the ball but when you look at it, I think you know, some of the most important things in, in the playoffs, especially in a modern game, is you've got to have a difference maker under center. And I think the Bengals definitely have that Joe Burrow. And you look at their ability to create explosive plays and, and, and how good this offense can be in spurts I think is huge, especially in the playoffs when things get tight, uh, possessions are shorter. And if you're able to create those explosive plays and get touchdowns, uh, you're going to be in a good position to, be with, to hang with any team
2: does the cold weather matter in this game Derek Carr's got a really bad record in cold weather in his career granted it's a fairly small sample size but he hasn't been good in pretty much every cold weather game he's played Did, like do you do you look at that and say hey it's going to be you know in the 20s or whatever that's going to have a significant impact on who wins
3: it, it could be it's funny I think uh, our my latest colleague Paul Goodtiers who does a great job covering Vegas I, I think he that itself something that that could be a potential issue moving forward and And, you know, I think that that's what you have to look at and see. I think that's really a question for Carl. I don't think for the Bengals, obviously, it's going to be an issue. But can Vegas kind of acclimate and do what's necessary? And as long as Carl can throw the ball well, uh, you know, it shouldn't really make much of a difference. And I I think that, you know, if if there was snow, then maybe we have a different conversation. If the wind is really bad, then maybe it affects the kicking game and affects the type of routes you can have on certain ends of the field. But, you know, as far as the cold, that's really tough to say. You know, I, I you know you reference Carr's record in in the, in the elements and in, in you know frigid temperatures, and you know that that could signal something that that could be against Vegas' favor on Sunday. But right now, you know, like you said, unless you have a really big sample size and, and unless you really know what it's going to do, I, I think it's hard to say it's going to play a big impact. But we'll find out on Sunday. What's do you think a, excuse me?
0: Do you think a first career playoff start uh, is a significant hindrance for any quarterback?
3: For some, yes. For Joe Burrow, no. I don't think it will be. I think this is a guy who has played in a lot of big games throughout his career at at really every level, and he's kind of come up well uh, in all of them. And, you know, he's kind of has that mentality. And and if the Bengals needed to win games starting with that game in Vegas in Week 11, you got to remember that was a – you know, they were coming off a two-game skid, coming out of the bye week, a very ugly couple of losses to the Jets and the Browns. And for them to go out and play well enough – against the Raiders, and then for Burrow to kind of find his footing and play well in, in other games that they needed to have in order to make the postseason shows that you know he's done well when the pressure's been on him. He's a guy who, who enjoys kind of the moment, enjoys having that kind of tension uh, around the games, and he, he likes having to carry a team on his back. I think it's something he really relishes, to be quite honest. So I think that any kind of pressure that, that may be felt about being in a playoffs in the playoffs for the first time I don't think he's going to feel it. Now the question is going to be how does that translate to the rest of the team? Are there other guys on the team who might tighten up when it's time to execute, when the, uh, when the pressure's high? I think that's going to be a different conversation. But in terms of you know whether it's going to be a big factor for Burrow or for Derek Carr, who's also playing in his first playoff game, I don't think it's going to be a, a massive deal. Carr's been around the league for a long time. He knows what it takes to win at a high level. I think that he's a, a good quarterback. I think that that shouldn't be a factor for either
2: one of those two. Ben Baby with us from ESPN. Um, Raiders' path to victory probably includes Max Crosby in the defensive line having a big day. Uh, How confident should the Bengals be in their offensive line to hold up in this one?
3: Uh, Not good. I I wouldn't have a ton of confidence, to be quite honest. (laughs) When you look at Yannick Ngakwe and Max Crosby, Crosby and I actually went to the same high school. He's a couple years, uh, oh. years younger than me. But, but yeah, we're from the same uh, neck of the woods. I, uh, I think we grew up probably in the same couple blocks of town. So uh, I've known him. His brother actually was uh, famous for being a model, uh, and he was a college football recruit and turned it down to go go do modeling for a little bit. So, uh, yeah, I know Miles and Max a little bit. And Max has been uh, earned a lot of praise from those in Cincinnati this week. Zach Taylor said outside of his locker room, Max might be his favorite player in the NFL. When you look at kind of the motor he brings and kind of how he attacks each rep in each game, and he's going to cause a lot of problems. When we I looked at the numbers uh, over at ESPN, our stats and information group, and and he his pass rush win rate against the Bengals was at sixty percent. His next best game was around in the twenties. It was just remarkable in how good he was, and that was going up against. The Bengals' starting right tackle, Riley Reef, he's going to be going up against the backup on Saturday in Isaiah Prince because Reef is on IR. So he has the tendency to really you know, to wreak some havoc. You know, Yannick Ngakwe as well. And a guy that a lot of people aren't talking about, Denzel Perryman, I think is one of the best linebackers in the NFL. I really like what he does and what he brings to the table. And Tra- Trayvon Merrick, who is making me feel old because I covered him in high school. I remember when he was in high school at Smiths Valley, I was in his coach's office. He said, yeah, we got the sophomore who's going to be really good. And sure enough, uh, that's come to fruition, and he's been good at TCU, and now he's doing a lot of good things, solid things uh, with, the, with the Raiders. So I think this defense is going to be, uh, you know, could cause some problems. I think for, for Vegas, you want to be able to affect Burrow early, and if they can rattle him early, I think that's going to be the biggest key to victory.
2: All right. We need some more Miles and Max Crosby stories here. Like, what, what do you got for us? What, 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 anything about him would be great.
3: Well, I, 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 there's not a whole lot because I actually was a kid on my street who grew up uh, and knew, I think, Miles really, really well because they're around the same age, and Max is a little younger than him. Uh, but, yeah, it's, I think it's hilarious that you've got Miles, who was a model, and then you've got Mad, you've got Mad Max Crosby here. I think that could be further different. Uh, but, no, they, he's, uh, you know, for him to go out and do what he's done, I think it's impressive, you know, when you talk about, uh, you know, him and Darren Waller both, when they talk about their, their battles with sobriety and kind of addressing some of that stuff head on, I think it's really, really awesome to see. Uh, Crosby is, 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 I think, the first pro bowler from our high school. And we had Christian Ponder. Uh, that was the, the previous former NFL standout from our alma mater. But uh, I think Max is a Christian by now.
0: Who would you look cooler uh, getting a ride to school with, Miles or Max?
3: Uh, I would say, I don't know. That's a good question because those <laughs> kids are so much younger than me. I would I would probably have to go with, uh, I mean, probably uh, either one. I don't think you can go wrong with either one, to be quite honest. They probably have some pretty good cars, too, because uh, <laughs> that was in a good part of town. So I would imagine they were driving some good stuff.
2: Do we Wait, has Miles had a good modeling career? Because I'm going to say he's going to be making more money than Max Crosby right now if he's had a good modeling career.
3: You know, it's a good question. It's it's because this was so long ago because I didn't realize that the gap was between them. I remember, I think Miles was like in the 2012, 2013 recruiting class. I can't remember when Max came out, but there was a bunch of stories written when I was in Dallas and we worked at the Dallas Morning News about Miles like doing stuff and like he was in big photo shoots. I think he was like hitting some Calvin Klein ads and all that stuff. And he, he turned all that down to go play college football at SMU. and Then after a couple of years, went back to modeling. So I haven't kept up with it. Seen how they've been doing. Uh, but it seems like uh, both of those brothers have uh, done pretty well for themselves.
2: Well, he has been baby from ESPN covering the Cincinnati Bengals. Ben, we appreciate it this morning.
3: Hey, thank y'all for having me. I appreciate
2: it. So there has been baby on the Bengals and Raiders. How uh, about that news? That was great. Uh, I remember the story of a player turning down college football to go modeling. I was could, did not have the dots put together that it was Max Crosby's brother. Uh, Kira you look like you have discovered I what have you discovered on Miles Crosby?
1: Uh I uh Googled some images. Oh yeah. And yeah, they're yeah, yeah. Solid <laughs> career. Oh that's, yeah, that's solid. All, that's all you can muster solid is that career. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. can totally see why he's had a great modeling yeah. career. Congratulations to him.
0: He's w- again, would you rather be a model or a football player? Mm-hmm. Probably
2: the model. Why? Yeah. I don't get hit. I I do have one caveat, though. I don't know how much models get paid. I feel like that's an industry where the low end, like when you're first getting started, the low end is going to be a brutal, like you're not getting paid much at all.
1: There's a big slippery slope, too. I think it goes up and down depending on how well you're doing and what jobs you get.
2: So like if you if you rephrase it, would I rather be like the top model in the Mm. world or the top football player? I'll take top model. So
0: I I grew up in, in middle of Canada in the prairies, hockey king, but I also grew up playing hockey with a guy who ended up being one of the Calvin Klein underwear models.
2: As Miles Crosby was the youngest yeah. Calvin Klein model. So the,
0: this guy lives out in L.A. I I talk to him every now and then through people, but don't really connect. But if he was an NHL player, like we'd be we'd be really tight. So i I'd, I'd rather be the hockey player than then hanging out with the models wait are we hanging out with them or yeah. are we or are we them uh I, I think I'd rather
2: be uh, I'd rather be the hockey player yeah. I, I mean, guarantee I'd rather be the hockey player. I mean the the sports side of it I love yeah. sports obviously I'd love to be an athlete, but i take I take the model the the high paid model yeah I'd, I'd take that
0: I just want to say I have zero talent at either one of these <laughs> businesses
2: industries. You're on TV, and you you practice with the Golden Knights. You see people on TV. Yeah, it's not a real big thing. You're closer than most of the population <laughs> to both to both professions to, to, to both. Yes, yeah. yes. You're on TV, and you got to practice <laughs> with an NHL team
0: like a month ago. <laughs> and and I don't get paid for one of them. <laughs> <laughs> they pay you to be on TV uh, every now and then. I thought you just show up every every now and then. Well, that's what Gary does. He just shows up whenever he wants.
2: Yeah. Does he get paid when he shows up? Yeah. (laughs) Darn right. (laughs) All right. Coming up next, who knows what's coming up next? Yesterday, the Lady Rebels defeated Boise State by a score of 73 to 51 in that game. Essence Booker for the Lady Rebels had a career high 28 points and a UNLV record. She went 14
0: for 14 from the free throw line.
3: Contrary to
2: popular belief, I never felt like I, I lost it, you know? all season and and um, you know i think we've done some good things here the last few weeks to uh, to kind of catch our stride a little bit excited about the momentum we've kind of gained over the past few weeks and hopefully we can um, build on it
0: you know as we move forward it's the press box with granny and bischoff on espn las
3: vegas
2: you bought any nfts yet no i'm
0: looking at creating one creating one what are you going to create haven't decided yet Oh, But I've gone
2: down the path of, of doing the full investigation. You've gone down the path of yeah. doing the full investigation. I'm working with somebody on it. I don't we're just, believe you. We're, we, no, I, I am. You. Zach. Zach, what does that even mean? You're just saying a random uh, person. No, I'm there. not. <laughs> Zach, I, 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 will, I will bring you into the loop
0: when we uh, unveil our design on our project. But, yeah, I want to get about because I want to learn about it. Because I want to be like these people that are making millions of dollars off Antonio
2: Brown. So That's what I want to be able to do. I well, haven't made a million dollars off Antonio Brown. But the video of Antonio Brown leaving the field, throwing his shoulder pads, his jersey off, and throwing his shirt into the stands and then leaving shirtless um, is apparently going to be sold as an NFT. This is the cell phone video? Cell phone video of it, not the broadcast angle. It's going to be sold as an NFT. According to the story I read, they think it's going to sell for over a million dollars. It's a Vegas guy. Yes, guy from Vegas is the one selling it. I'm a little hard-pressed to figure out how it's going to make a million dollars. That's only because you didn't think of it. Uh, that's why. I guess.
0: But yeah, how is it going to make a that's, million? That's bitter beer face over there. But how, but how do you think this is worth a million dollars? Because it's the only video
2: it's it not, though. No, 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 it's not. This is the, this, this is the rights to the cell phone video right. is what's being sold here. It's the one that went viral. Yes. And you own the NFT rights to it. Whatever, what was that game on, CBS? There's a broadcast angle from CBS that is better quality that you can go look up at any point. You Like, there's, this is, it's not, it, sure, it's one of a kind in that it's the cell phone footage, but there are other cameras that captured this. It's not like this is the only way than anybody can watch it, so I don't quite comprehend it because there's broadcast footage of it.
0: See, you want people to get their heads around you racing fake chickens. That's so easy to me. And, no, and that's and so easy this, to me. This seems to be a foreign Here, concept the to big, you. That
2: that doesn't. Here's the big work. difference. Here's the big difference. Yes, my chickens and my horses have utility. They do something, right?
0: Like that's but that's, NFT you you sell and you've. Right. You buy down, it and, and you, you, you want to sell
2: it for more money than you bought
0: it for. And the right. person that created it gets a piece
2: of that all the way along. Sure. I, yeah, Great. Sure. That's your utility. But not if I'm the one buying it first. That's what I'm saying. For like from the buyer's perspective. Like I the reason I we own fake horses and fake chickens, right? It's because we can race them and you win money if you race, but also because you can breed them and create more fake chickens and horses and sell those to people that they can like there's there's a very obvious utility. It's a utility. monetary game. There's yes, there's a very so obvious what, utility. the same thing with the with the
0: footage no, of, no, no, of Antonio Brown. No, 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 because
2: if I buy the Antonio Brown thing, right? Hmm. What do I do with it? You sell it. Right, that's the only thing I can do with it. I can do that with my horses and chickens. You can do that with all NFTs, right? You can buy them and sell them. That's yeah. the general premise of most of them. But there's no utility to the actual video. Here. You it's not like What am you're, I missing here? It's not like you're pitting the video against other videos and the best video gets 20 bucks
1: Tyler what you're missing is that somebody is going to buy it like there is going to be it is I'm going aware. to be sold
2: I'm saying that person though is only buying it and hoping that the value goes up in the future absolutely for them to sell that's with else. all of them yeah though. I know no I completely understand the the premise there I don't get why anybody would think this is going to go up in value because it went viral that yeah that makes it less valuable no,
0: because, no, it makes because it it's famous.
1: Everybody wants it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. You can have wants it. you can have the original piece of
2: of that viral right, but video, but it's
0: not though. Of that viral video, right? But it's not. Phone.
2: It's when you say original, it's not because <laughs> there's broadcast, broadcast angles. There's it's if this was an event and there was one cell you know phone video. This sounds video like, this sounds like you don't want to get
0: it. I don't want you, it at you, all. You don't want to get it. You don't want to <laughs> understand it. Therefore, you will not sit here. But,
2: and even try to understand. If this was an event it. where there was one angle, right? We had one cell phone video of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I get it. There's one. There's one way to see it, right? But this is raw. This, this was. Stands. This was on broad. This, is... this was broadcast on our televisions.
1: So what there's... we have established is that Tyler will not be buying it yes. for a million dollars.
2: I will not. Got there it. we go. And I will not understand somebody who does buy it. I do understand if you buy a horse for 000, 000. Well, a million dollars. Well, million's a lot, but. For a lot of money. Are you but sorry? You just
0: didn't think of it. Let's get back to the, the crux of it.
2: Well, I, ne- I never had the video in my possession. And, and I guess but I could person, This person just bought yeah, it. Yeah, I guess I could have bought it from the person that recorded it. But... 60 bucks, flip it for a million? Be that's nice. a pretty good little deal. Is that how much you bought it for? No. Oh, okay.
0: I don't know. I don't know how much the actual purchase of the video yeah. went, but he is hoping to, to spin it over for a million dollars and then get a chunk of it every time it's, it's flipped after that.
2: Right, which is, again, good for him.
0: Beats painting. But I'm just saying that who's painting? But like, if you Is if that you're what paint, your NFT is going to be? Paint, if you paint something and then you try and sell it, this is way easier. Probably. What? Yeah. <laughs> I can't paint. Are you? Is that but what I your NFT is going to be? I could buy be? an Antonio Brown uh, walking off the field video. Is that what your NFT is going to be? You're going to paint something? No. Oh. But there is going to be there is be a uh, Millard NFT. Oh, boy. Coming to your NFTs. Is it going to have any utility? Am I going to be able to race it against other no. NFTs? No. Oh, okay. No. But it's going to be like wildly successful. How much are you going to sell it for? Extremely rare. How much are yeah. you going to sell for? Probably seven fifty. Seven
1: hundred and
0: fifty thousand.
1: Yeah. And you're wondering about this. Well, Darren's video? an idiot, so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's understandable. Why? if everybody's making money off it, I'm going to get into
2: this thing too. I think a lot of people are losing money. Really? I mean, it's not like some foolproof, yes, just start buying and selling NFTs and you'll make money. We'll see, pal. We'll see. I just palled you. You did pal me. Pretty condescending. Very
1: condescending.
2: <laughs> I owned you. Are you going to give me one of your NFTs? Are you going to
1: make more no, than one? No, no.
0: Hell no. Oh, why I'm not? in this thing to make a buck. A buck? Maybe $750. i will give you like $7.50. <laughs> not working. Hey, I'm not doing this for the rest of my life, pal. What,
2: NFTs are talking to me on the radio? <laughs> Probably both. <laughs> Your NFT is going to be bad, isn't it? No, it's going to be spectacular. It's going to be a painting. I'm working with people on it. I don't believe you. You sound sincere, but I don't Zach. believe you.